Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Game of Thrones Talk, a.k.a. Got Talk. Got Talk. Right here on the Butt Munch Chips Radio Network. Butt Munch Chips, sit on your Butt Munch, available at buttmunchchips.com. Also available in the iTunes Store. Actually, just head on over to the iTunes Store, search Game of Thrones Talk or Got Talk. Got Talk. And subscribe and leave us a review. Remember, five stars or GTFO. My name is Landon Doan, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, my tag team partner, one of the best friends, one of my best friends in the entire world, Hunter Freakin' East. Hunter, how are we doing this evening? Oof, doing good, man. Uh, the, the clock is winding down on these episodes. I'm getting a little nervous and anxious about some of the things coming up, and this episode was a lot, I mean, it was a lot of setup, but I still feel like it was one of the most Game of Thrones episodes I've seen in a while. Well, it's interesting that you say that because the other part of Game of Thrones talk, a.k.a. God Talk, God Talk, said pretty much that exact same thing. And that other part of Game of Thrones talk, a.k.a. God Talk, God Talk, is Kevin Smith. Cousin Kevin, how we doing this evening? Pretty swell. Pretty swell. Doing pretty good. Did um, I call you Kevin Smith or Kevin Scott? You did. But hey, Kevin Smith is pretty famous. So well, we Snoochie Boochies. <laughs> Man, can... I, I've, I've only had one bourbon. I clearly need another one. <laughs> we, we can have him on the show. I'll pose as Kevin Smith. It's okay. <laughs> hey, I'm fine with that. Uh, Lunchbox, if you're open to crossovers, let me know. But uh, uh, before we get bought out by the View Askew universe, it is just uh, me, Kevin, and Hunter breaking down the third to last episode of Game of Thrones, and guys, believe this, or not, or not, the internet has opinions on this episode, and some <laughs> of them might even be negative. Oh my gosh, Te- uh, you, you don't say. The you internet of say. all places, I know. Yeah, God. I don't know about you guys, but I, I, I do a, I, I get, you know, some of the jokes and some of the memes, but I kind of stay away from people just bitching, like, we have the greatest show on television ever, and they're going to bitch about everything, like... If I hear one more fucking thing about a Starbucks coffee cup, I'm going to beat somebody's ass. <laughs> and, the, and the crazy thing is, like, this is all literally anybody could talk about until Tuesday morning, whether you're a fan of Game of Thrones or you're not a fan of Game of Thrones. Because in my, in my day job, there's a few Game of Thrones fans, but everybody, literally everybody was coming up to me Monday and Tuesday. So did you see the cup? <laughs> it's like, yeah, I saw it. Did you see it or did you see a screenshot? Yeah, because <laughs> I didn't see it when it happened. But I mean, like, it's there. I went back and watched it on the DVR. Now HBO has since and gone and digitally removed it from mm-hmm. HBO Go and now. But if you recorded it on its first live airing or you found it through nefarious ways on the Internet that we do not condone. Never. <laughs> but it is there. But we don't want to talk about Cupgate. We want to talk about the actual episode that the cup originated from. And I did make reference to it beforehand. The internet is kind of, I want to say divided, but it does seem like it's skewing more negative, at least if you look at something like Rotten Tomato. Because, Kevin, you were telling me, just based on Rotten Tomato scores, this is going to be a record-setting season for game of thrones but maybe not in the aspect that they were hoping yeah unfortunately i saw it the other day um no matter what the final two episodes uh come in at record according to rotten tomatoes this season will be the lowest rated season in game of thrones history and i was like what (laughs) (laughs) i i I didn't understand it um i think sunday's episode was like a 58 which was the it's it was certified rotten um 
and the second lowest rated S episode in Game of Thrones history. Um, only one below it being Unbowed, Unbent, Unbroken, where Ramsay uh, weds Sansa and then rapes her for the first time. Um, okay, I could see why that would have a, have a uh, rotten yeah. rating on it, yeah. <laughs> that was the only other one that was lower than that, so, yep. I mean, even The Long Night was, like, at 74%. Um, it started out, I think, episode 1 was 92, and then episode 2 was 88, and then 74, and then 58. So it was not ideal, according to Rotten Tomatoes, but I quoted the tweet, and I said, well guess you guys are just wrong it's okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly i mean everybody gets to be wrong once in a while (laughs) yeah thank thank goodness there's no law against it yet so you get to be wrong don't worry it's okay because as a as a consideration let's let's look back a little bit on the history of rotten tomatoes here they scored one of my favorite movies of all time the boondock saints at a 22 percent and they can and i quote suck it because they are wrong i don't care the internet can suck it i don't give a shit what those pricks think I am all about this series. I think that this episode was so good because it wasn't just about these big explosive set pieces anymore. We were kind of getting back to the Game of Thrones, which is what we were discussing last week when we were saying, man, you know, they've got this big episode with this battle scene and all this, and that's cool, but man, the Night King got taken care of. Well, this episode right here, to me, represents a good chunk of the series. Remember last time we said the Night King only appeared in 10 episodes total out of 8 seasons. So this right here is more indicative of what I think the series does and does very well, which is makes it very complicated with political and family intrigue. Yeah, I don't disagree, but it, and and like I said earlier, Kevin said that this was a very Game of Thrones episode, one of the most Game of Thrones episodes, and I don't disagree with what you said, but it's like I wasn't as high on this episode as I think y'all were, and 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 I'll go ahead and just straight up tell you why. To me, it feels like it's a bunch of high school drama bullshit. Like, Daenerys and Sansa are playing Dungeons and Dragons Mean Girls. To me, at least. <laughs> it's just like, I am so tired of this cattiness between the two of them. Like, like, I am ready for it to break one way or another, and I really don't care which way it breaks at this point. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you. I mean, I, I mean, I liked the episode a lot. I thought it was a really good episode, very Game of Thronesian, as I was. That's the, that's the ter- co- the term that I've coined uh, this week when describing. <laughs> it's very Game of Thronesian. Um, Feels appropriate. Yeah, but I'm very relieved. Looking at the trailer for next week and looking where they're going, I'm very relieved that it doesn't affect Sansa's going to be in it at all. Because I'm very, I'm with you, man, and I'm sick and tired of the whole like. Sansa Daenerys beef um and especially this week like with the whole John I make sure you like, you have to swear it and then Sansa swearing it and then literally, and then literally, literally two minutes, like, later. minutes later oh my god yeah oh, Tyrion what if there's somebody better like, <laughs> like do, do, do your words mean nothing to you like <laughs> am I what? a joke to you <laughs> yeah P- poor John <laughs> And I mean, like, I think this is one of these instances where we need to be reminded, dang, Ned Stark really might have been the last decent dude in all the Seven Kingdoms because Ned Stark sat on this secret literally till they took his head off. Sansa couldn't wait ten minutes to go yeah. blab. Yeah, I mean, it's just I like, think about that. Arya didn't say anything. Nope. That's all I'm going to say. Neither did Bran. Bran kept his mouth shut. 
well, that's, yeah, but, but, and, and that's saying not, something. Brand knows everything. <laughs> yeah, Brand knows everything, and and we'll get to that later about what he should have spoken up about. But um, yeah, I, I think that <clears throat> you know we we start this episode with a huge funeral, and you get to see Sansa and um, Daenerys basically in the same position. They are having to bury a guardian, somebody who is trying to protect them and work to save them. And so Jorah and both Theon get this big funeral pyre scene. I thought Jon's speech was spot on. I thought it was very heartfelt, and it was just, I mean, it's a somber thing. And even when they go to that, uh, the scene later where they're all in the in Winterfell, it's just, for a little bit, it just doesn't seem like a celebration of life. It just feels like, man, we lost a lot of people, and it has been... It's just been a, a rough time. Like, only later does it sort of turn more festive, um, for good reasons. But I feel like Sansa and Daenerys, like you guys are saying, they're in very similar spots. In that, you know, they've got people around them that may not may not really agree that they should be in charge. I mean, let's let's not forget when Sansa was named the Lady of Winterfell when Jon was gone. There weren't a lot of people that were happy about that. That was not something that was immediately unified. The only reason that she had that was because of her last name. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I thought it was very touching. She gave Theon the, the you know, basically the Stark sigil with that little pin um, and put it on him. And, you know, they feel this, but they are at odds. I mean, the, the, the thing that's really going to wear down people and on the later scene when Danny starts pleading with John, like it is going to take on a life of its own. And I think that overall John is, I think John is kind of the spitting image of honor when it comes to Ned Stark, but he's also got a little bit too much of his naivete as well. Like I thought John would have realized by this point, the difference about knowledge that would get him killed versus knowledge that would help him. What about (laughs) y'all? Yeah, John's but, a dumbass. I don't know. It, <laughs> he just seems to make mistakes where I'm like, oh, man, you were so close to going on the right path. <laughs> I mean, it's it's like I, I I think last week I said I anticipate John sitting on the Iron Throne. But this guy is just dumb. I mean, <laughs> he's he's just dumb. That's like that's all I can really say about him is, he, I mean, he's a good fighter. That's great. Um, as far he runs as, head first into the Night King's trap. Yeah, like, <laughs> as far as, like, politically, he would suck as a king. <laughs> like, and I think John realizes that, too. I know, it's yeah, like, hey, yep. uh, we're going we're gonna to do a sneak attack on you, and you're planning on doing a sneak attack. Here, let me send them a raven real quick, let them know that we're going to do a sneak attack. It's like, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, there's just a lot of twist. upheaval here. <laughs> <laughs> plot twist john's There's... actually working with cersei <laughs> yeah <laughs> that would be a vince russo-esque swerve that would be an incredible heel turn uh <laughs> probably the most incredible in all of the seven kingdoms because that would be <laughs> mind-blowing I, I mean it it seems like immediately like when they've got the whole festival scene going on it seems immediately that Tyrion understands that he, he tells davos he says you know hey We've got we've killed them, referring to like the dead and the Night King. But he says, but we still have to contend with us. And yeah. If that that's not my favorite line of the show, which I will divulge soon. But it's definitely the most telling about what it's a, what this episode is going to be because it just seems like it's it's weird. But even after that crazy of a threat of the dead, 
even the ones that immediately faced it are right back into this sort of, you know, scheming and, and trying to knife each other in the back a little bit. It's like it didn't even happen. Exactly. Yeah, yeah like they were literally at the party to celebrate the fact that they just won a war <laughs> against the literal dead, and they're like, oh crap, we still have another war to fight, and heck, part of that war comes and finds them that night, later in the episode. <laughs> and reminds them, oh yeah, we still do have a really big threat God. we have to deal with. So, yeah. that so let's, let's was... pat, each, pat each other on the back a little bit, but like, like buckle up, Butternut, stuff getting real. <laughs> Again. That Again. scene was complete crap. Oh my gosh. Okay, do, do you have a gripe on this one, Kevin? I want to hear it. Tell me about yes. it. What's up? The let's let's skip Braun. around. The scene with Braun coming in with Jamie and Tyrion was just complete just duty. Like You didn't like that! Okay, I love Braun, and I'm sad that I haven't seen him since episode one. That being said, the believability behind this scene is complete shit. <laughs> you have a guy <laughs> who walks in to Winterfell with a heavily decked out Lannister-looking crossbow, walks into a pub that is just mysteriously empty besides Jaime and Tyrion, walks up to them, threatens to kill them, and then what's double river the river river run uh high garden okay so we're just gonna give off high garden that we haven't even won yet and just say it's bronze and then just let him leave and not do anything about it like <laughs> hello <laughs> you're <laughs> like he's in winterfell and you do have a giant army and a dragon there <laughs> like you're yeah. just gonna let him walk out <laughs> the fact that he was just able to go in and then out without nobody saying a word or raising an issue. Yeah, that, that is kind of like, huh. But 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 it's like, my thinking is maybe it's so late in the night and everybody else is either in bed and or passed out and the Lannisters, particularly Tyrion, I mean, all they do is drink. So they have high tolerance. And well, this is I, after, I, this I is after a lot. Yeah, this is after, this is after the whole place has drank this is after because i believe this is the scene where Tyrion's teasing Jamie about yeah, this is after you know, everybody had sex. Mm-hmm. yeah this is after everybody banged except for a couple um, <laughs> oh, and poor, poor <laughs> and poor John and Dan- Danny they didn't even get to have a celebratory bang after defeating the dead if you can't Shoot, fuck after I, that <laughs> jesus i want no part of that anymore like like <laughs> Burr, like like winter is come for that relationship. <laughs> Ice cold. <laughs> well, my my thing is is that I like Braun a lot. He's one of my favorite characters on the show, so I, I I believe in that. But when he comes in, you know, to be honest with you, if you follow the track of Braun, he has kind of eaten shit for both Lannister brothers multiple times, and he saved their lives multiple times. Multiple I mean, times. Let's not forget, he was the one that tackled Jamie's dumb ass off of a horse when he was trying to <laughs> joust a fucking dragon. Yeah, before I mean, John realized or thought he had the worst idea going head-to-head with a dragon, <laughs> Jamie, in fact, had the worst idea going head-to-head <laughs> with a dragon. Yeah, that was only a remake, bitch. This is the OG <laughs> version. And yeah. then also, you know, Bronn has saved Tyrion multiple times because, I mean, Tyrion can barely fight for himself, as is. So you, you've got all these things kind of going on, and I think that Bronn is... Here's how I feel about all the characters. If there's one thing that we're realizing in this episode specifically, but in the whole series, uh, you know, combined, people are looking out for their own interests now. It has come mm. down to the wire, 
Cersei's not fucking around. Danny's not fucking around. Nobody is taking this lightly. And you know what? I commend Braun for actually showing up and doing this because had he just walked in and pretended to be friends with them, I feel like that A, which they tried to do, they're going to try and enlist him in this fucking battle. Mm-hmm. And B, he's probably going to get the shaft again. He's showing them like, look, man, I've done your shit before. I've done yours as well. And this knight title doesn't mean much. And this, you know, whatever this stuff that you took for me. So I want your word right now that you're going to give me what I, I deserve. And we're going to get this done. I, I actually liked the scene because it felt like Braun wasn't just going to be a sidekick for anybody anymore. He's trying to fight for his piece of this pie. And he's not even going for a fucking throne either. He's just going for some lands and a castle. Yeah. And and I did I did think it was interesting when Braun showed up. He still gave Tyrion that shot. He's like, "You promised me back in the day, and yeah, I'm gonna exactly. I'm I'm let you. I'm gonna see if you can be a man of your word." Yeah, I mean, it's not that I, I didn't. Okay, I will say I didn't like the scene because it was very just like I said, it was very non-believable. But it also took away from something that I really wanted to see. I would have much rather have seen because the scene right before it was John revealing or really Bran revealing to Arya and Sansa that John is a Targaryen. I would have much rather have seen Arya and Sansa's reaction than Bran it w- yeah. conniving his way into Winterfell and getting out <laughs> the same way without getting caught. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think there's a, there's got to be a reason, much like the reason they haven't shown us where Bran was when the Night King was trying to come down on him. There's a reason we're not seeing these particular shots. That so, something's going on that I do hope that they reveal. I hope that they answer the question of what Bra- Bran was doing, and also, you know, uh, these other pieces of like reactions and information being told. Granted, a it is probably discussed in every fucking episode right now. Yeah. I gotta be honest with you, in every single episode this year, somebody somewhere is being informed that Jon Snow is not Jon Snow. Mm-hmm. That That's going on. So, I think what the, if I had to guess, they're probably tired of doing that, and the reactions have come from Jon, the reactions have come from Danny. the reactions have come from seemingly everybody else. Um, and I think that there's probably gonna be one big reveal before the show's over where everybody and their brother hears it and we kind of get a collective reaction. But yeah, I would have rather seen, I wanted to see those two's uh, reaction for sure. Forget Sansa. I wanted to see Arya's reaction because she gave that whole little, you're my brother. We're not my half brother. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh, brother. My you brother. Only knew. Uh, not quite more yeah. of a cousin. <laughs> but you know, look, I'm fucking my aunt, so I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna hold that against right? you. <laughs> Family's family, man, right? Hey, right. Yeah. Keep your family close, right? Well, before we get to any of that stuff, we got to go back to this pub scene because we've got some great lines. And coming up is my line of the show. Um, first of all, we get to see. Jan- well, first of all, Gendry gets. Storm's yeah, end. Here we Danny, go. Danny has a great move, and I support this move. And I know that Sansa doesn't like it. I know she's being a bit of a bitch right now. But I support the way that Danny just treated the bastard son of the family that just tried to kill her. Like, I gotta say, that's a good move, right? Like, she's not making a bad move, even though Sansa disagrees with the politicizing it. I still think that's a good move. Am I alone on that? No, I absolutely agree with you. I think this is one of these moves that is like, 
I've said it in previous episodes, I don't know how good of a leader Daenerys would be. She's obviously can inspire people to follow her, but, you know, leading and then taking care of them, I don't know. I think this is one of those instances where it does show, huh, maybe she does have the chops for this. So, I, I like this move, and also, I kind of like it. It seems like Gendry's getting a happy ending, so to speak. Like... Like, I don't know if he's going to show up in any of the remaining episodes, but if this is the last that we see of this character, he gets a happy ending, which, I mean, that is almost unheard of in Westeros. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I liked this scene very much, but I didn't like it so much for Gendry. I liked it more for Daenerys, because yeah. it showed that she, and she even tells Tyrion, you know, you're not the only one that's clever. Yes. So she's like, yes, she's learning. She's picking her battles. But then something that's like typically glossed over a little bit or is kind of glossed over is, you know, Davos says to Gendry Baratheon, raises a toast. And then I think it's, is it Tormund? I think maybe it's Tormund who says to the Dragon Queen and raise a toast to her. And then she raises a toast to Arya. Yes. And I was like, okay, Brilliant. so she's like winning the North over, trying to win the North over. But then you get the cut over to John, and it's not working. And I see, mean, like, 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 I, I, I don't mean to jump in and, and uh, interrupt on you, but it's like, I love that scene, but then the immediate flip-flop, it makes me angry because everything that had been built up into that scene where everybody, it feels like we're, you know, becoming part of the same team it's like let's let's all celebrate our individual successes that together made us successful but then in the immediate next scene it's back to like all this clickish high school bullshit it's like everybody's like like standing around with their own friends it's you 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 know you got the jocks and you got the goth kids and you got the (laughs) choir kids hanging out over there and then by herself it's Daenerys sitting at the head of the table like oh my god like uh, i mean i did it was and and it was it was tough i I think they're really trying to set up and it felt like we were getting we were seeing things that maybe other people weren't seeing it felt like that this scene was meant for the audience not necessarily for the and we're not talking about the coffee cup all right no we're not talking about the fucking coffee (laughs) cup yeah jesus um just just the way i i did like how they filmed it as far as you could see if there is a mad queen turn coming and i think by the end of this episode we could very well see that in the next one (laughs) nasty mad queen but this is sort of the seeds that knowledge that she has of john like let's take it let's take it back what she asked i wish that it could be the way it was before i knew if we go back this scene is 100 percent celebratory there is no sour mood there are no dour faces the entire scene but because she knows that John has a claim to the throne, this whole scene just takes on a new life, and she sees how people rally around him. Tormund's talking to him, you know, kind of building him up, saying this king stuff and all these things. You can just, like, see her going, oh, shit, my enemies, the Lannisters, are right there, both Tyrion and Jaime. They're laughing with Brienne. You've got Jon Snow and the Starks right here and the Wildlings all having their thing, and nobody is sitting here praising, even though she has passed off that praise a couple times, nobody is sitting there talking about her and you know the plans to go forward it, it's she starts to get really claustrophobic i feel like like you know, the walls are closing in and i can't do anything about it hmm that's interesting because like in one of our first episodes i talked about how john snow might end up finding himself you know the proverbial man without a without a nation 
It kind of feels like Daenerys is the one that mm-hmm. finds herself out there on that island. Yeah. I agree. I want to go back to what you said a little bit, Hunter. You alluded to it just for a second. You said Tormund building Jon up. If you listen to what Tormund's saying, everything that he says could be applied to Daenerys. Yes. Riding a dragon. Who's this crazy <laughs> guy who rides dragons? Leads his army into battle on a dragon. And praising all of the things that Jon does... Daenerys did the same thing and I think she's sitting there thinking you know I've done all of these things but because I'm not from here and I'm not of these people they're not going to look at me that way they're going to look at Jon that way and you look I mean Daenerys's top people where's Masande? I was about to ask (laughs) like Grey Worm she doesn't (laughs) have anybody there with her it's her and Varys and that's it and, and I guess uh, Tyrion is technically on her side, but I mean, Tyrion's <laughs> over there hanging out with literally everybody else because like you said, yeah. he's sauced. Yeah, it's it's her and Varys. And and, and as we see, Varys might not be so sold. Yeah, yeah he's Varys not really isn't on the that most side loyal guy. The <laughs> there is a reason he has the fun nickname of the spider. Yeah. I yes. Mean, gen- uh, this episode, I mean, building up to it was like, so mad queen, so mad queen, but in a bad way. And I feel like this episode built a lot of empathy towards Daenerys of like, you're alone. Like there's nobody else. It's very isolating towards Daenerys. Like you alluded to Landon, um, you know, by the end of the episode, Varys is plotting against her essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, Tyrion is drunk 90% of the time. And, and when and he's sober, he's trying to be... He still it, sucks at ideals. <laughs> exactly, <yeah. laughs> his, at, at least At least he's on half of his gimmick for the last season. Yeah. He might he might drink, but he does still doesn't know things. Exactly. Like, Tyrion's drunk ideas are better than his sober ideas. Because um, <laughs> seriously, if he knew things, why wouldn't he be like, Hey, Daenerys, they might send Euron Greyjoy to go hang around Dragonstone. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Mm. And then, literally, the only person that she has to trust is a guy who can barely speak English. That's it. And who's a war general. And that's it. She can't trust John. She can't trust Varys. She can't trust Tyrion. Masande's dead. Jorah's dead. You have a dragon. Dragons can't talk to you. So I And, mean, and she's about lost it. two of those on her way yeah, here. You have one dragon and that's it. Which, by and... the way, speaking of... Are the dragons just, like, been severely nerfed in the last couple seasons? Because, like, I would think a dragon would be like, all right, natural 20, suck it, everybody, uh, I I win, you lose. But it seems like the last few seasons, dragons have been dealt with pretty easily. Yeah. I mean, to a degree, yeah. They they have a little bit of that, of that I guess, nerve. Yeah, a little bit. But I think that at the same time, it's also proving that Daenerys could easily, and she kind of does at a certain scene, she could easily turn around and be like, look guys, I did what you asked of me, and now my enemies are stronger and more numerous. So I need you guys to get on board with getting after this and taking these people down. Like, The the point is that she is seeing, had she just gone to, um, you know, had she just gone to King's Landing, instead of going up to the north, yes, Winterfell would have fallen, and maybe they don't save the living but she at least would have been able to easily easily take king's mm-hmm. landing from cersei mm-hmm. it wouldn't have been a war and exactly I, I don't disagree and there's a scene from last season that after i saw this week's episode kept coming to my mind it was the last time that Daenerys and lady olena 
met face to face and and Daenerys picked Lady Olenna's brain and Lady Olenna said be what you are you're a dragon and with the way this episode ended Lady Olenna's words echoed through my brain as Daenerys walked off and we rolled credits it's like I think she's about to go be a dragon yeah I think I think that's the only way that this points to I I think it's gonna be um you know pretty pretty crazy that that I would be surprised if it doesn't go that way I mean she's she's absolutely right she's got to do what she has to do um but it just doesn't seem I think slowly over the episode they kind of pull you into Danny's psyche like they they show you the beginning when she's trying to win people over she's doing her part then they show you her paranoia then they show you her private side with John when she literally begs him not to. That scene by Amelia Clark was very good because this is the only time I can remember outside of maybe season one where Daenerys is like coming apart. She is not in control. For the rest of the season, she seems to be gliding towards this powerful seat. And in this one private moment, not in front of anybody else, but in front of the person that she loves, she is begging him not to do something so that way things can stay the same and gives him frankly kind of a threat by the time it's done i was gonna say you said that she begged but she started with a beg and then at the end she threatened him straight up there's no ifs ands or buts about it when john said i wish there was a way it could go back to the way it was she very coldly said i already told you how to do that and hit the which, by the yep. way, as soon as she stuck her head in his room and opened with, are you drunk? As somebody who's been on the other side of that conversation, <laughs> you do not want to have that conversation. Like, no. no good ever comes from a conversation that starts with, are you drunk? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Sorry, I, I just, I mean, uh, I just, I just uh, peeled back the curtain a little bit too far. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs> no, I mean, like, with the whole John and Daenerys thing, the only ever time, the only other time that I can think of her being that distressed and that, you know, out of control, not so much like out of control, but panicked is in Karth in season two when the dragons are gone. Yeah. And that's like the only other time. And I mean, she she literally says, I never beg for anything, but I'm begging you. And it's like, man, that's deep. <laughs> it, was, it was so true and and you know again you can see you can see john wrestling with it but just not seeming to get the picture that and, and i don't know to be honest with you if i'm in john's shoes that that's that's a bit tough like yeah you could you could sit on that info but it but it doesn't guess, do you any good and in the long run it doesn't do anybody any exactly good. you know who else sat on info for a long time ned Stark. Ned Stark. exactly that's yeah. true okay well that is <laughs> That's you true. claim you want to be Ned Stark's son and all this stuff about Ned. Ned kept a secret for a long time, John. Be like Ned. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully this turns out better for the Stark uh, for the Stark man because... Oh, hell, it can't as... get much worse. Hey, you know what, Hunter? <laughs> I am very much so off the Jon Snow train at this point. And You're really? off the Jon Snow train, so you, yes. don't, you don't like... Well, is it because of his idiotic moves with, with information? It's everything. It's everything. Jon <laughs> is... John has, you know, I, I'm off on John. John, like, listen, he's a dumbass to start with. Yeah. Um, he can't keep a secret. Secondly, um, but the the thing that really got me off on the John wagon That's is, yeah, that. 
the thing that really kicked me off the John Wayne. Let's go with that way. There you go. Okay, um, phrasing. Safe. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's how you get ants. Yeah. Um, was he is a very unloyal man. Very unloyal. What are you talking and, about? And this was Explain. the thing that pissed me off more than anything else this episode. I was livid. Is season one, episode one, you go off and you're in the woods with Ned and all your other brothers or whatever. You're looking around and, and there's a pack of dire wolves, little baby dire wolves. And there's a runt and you get the runt oh, and God. you have the runt. And oh. that runt stays with you for <laughs> God knows how long. Saves your ass through multiple times. lives. Multiple lives, yes. Multiple lives. Everybody. John was dead. And nobody stayed with John, but Ghost did. Ghost was with John the whole freaking time. And then you go off and you find these freaking dragon. And it's like, fuck you, Ghost. I'm off with the dragons now. <laughs> and you just. <laughs> you give Ghost to Tormund. And Ghost missing a freaking ear for you in a war he lost his Against damn the dead. yes and you can't even pet him you, you can't even acknowledge him yeah you can't say goodbye uh, you can't say good boy like like he that's didn't even, he didn't even uh, wave he looked at him like he was mad at him and then just walked away and i was like john oh boy <laughs> like like i was shocked when Rhaegar died but part of me was like good good i'm glad your dragon died john now you don't have a pet asshole <laughs> You were I was spiteful. Pissed. I was spiteful. I was petty. I was oh, I, so mad. I, I was understand. Like, Good. I understand that actually. You remember in the last episode when I said I heard there could be some rumblings as to why we didn't see more ghost action just because it like apparently it's a pain in the ass to create the uh, computer graphic for it. Uh, director David Nutter said the CGI prevented Jon Snow from giving Ghost a proper goodbye quote, since the direwolves are kind of CG creations we felt it best to keep it as simple as possible and in <laughs> Man, his opinion bullshit. it that played out bullshit. much more uh, powerfully that way and I'm going to echo y'all's sentiment, David Nutter that is bullshit yeah, like, I, th that's my thing is and I do just want to point out they had What's her nuts? Lady Mormon get eaten by an undead by a zombie. Giant. A giant. You're full of shit. <laughs> and y'all couldn't CG yeah. a big old puppy dog. Yeah. Are okay, you here's kidding my thing. me? Is that Maybe the, the internet's wolves... right about this season. <laughs> it's, yeah, I was pissed. The direwolves The direwolves haven't played a big role since like season like honestly, the last time you saw a direwolf was like season seven the premiere episode with Arya and you saw it for like maybe two minutes yeah, before and then, it then was gone. yeah before then it was season six episode one okay so you get one direwolf scene a season congratulations but that's like David Nutter saying it's more powerful to not have John Sainz is some bullshit because the reason is that what I think is that Benioff and Wise just are sick and tired of the direwolves and the fanfic the fanfare behind the direwolves and are just like you know what you direwolf fans fuck you guys we're it's just... done they're not it... coming back yeah and so we're not gonna put it in the script shoot me straight say i'm tired of the direwolves and so we just won't put him in the script don't say it's more powerful well, well, hold shoot on, me hold straight on. let me jump in here i do think it's powerful as in a powerfully strong way for us to hate john yeah to Agreed. get pissed like, off just think about the state of our 
main two players, Jon Snow and Daenerys Targaryen. When this season started, we were pro, let's rock and roll, ride or die with these guys. We're four episodes in, two episodes from the finish line, and almost everybody across the board at some point this season has kind of been like, the fuck are y'all doing? Multiple <laughs> yeah. times. I mean, John. Oh man, like the ooh, state been, of your stars, man. Yeah, I've been waiting to talk about John all week. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> it has been eating me alive. Well, well shit, like, let's ring the bell. Get I out of here, Kev. I have to man, say, like, I have to say that I agree. Like when they, when, I couldn't believe that that was the reason that they put it. I was like, no, 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 oh no, no that can't God. be it. That can't be it. That can't like, be it. I, I, I didn't believe it a hundred percent when I said it last week. That was one of those I heard it online, but, but hopefully it'll it's come been confirmed. out. It's, it's been straight up confirmed. The director yeah. of this episode straight up confirmed it. And I, I just, yes. I, I couldn't help but just go, you had a goddamn dragon fight yeah. in the well, last literally. episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we had, Jesus. We had three dragons dogfighting each other. <laughs> literally, literally. <laughs> so don't give me the bullshit of it's not in the budget. Here's a here, newsflash, newsflash. You know what a direwolf looks like? A freaking husky. Get a husky, make it a little bit bigger, and there you go. Boom. Ah, there you go. Save some money. Ah, <laughs> Those genius. actually exist in real life, unlike yeah, dragons. forbid. <laughs> and zombies, and giants, <laughs> and what else we got? Uh. I mean, Jesus Christ, you've been using the special effects like crazy for eight seasons, making Tyrion look short. I mean, come on, man. And come oh on. my God, you want to talk about special effects? <laughs> Go so, back to episode so one. We can we can make a we can make a special effects waterfall, but we can't give Ghost a proper send off. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> is this oh real life? <laughs> Unfortunately, so yeah. This this oh. this is real life, and this is the final season that we're getting so far. Oh my gosh! Well, I just want a spin off with Tormund and Ghost, and Tormund treating <laughs> hey, Ghost right. It's you like know a buddy what? Film. <laughs> I I am all on board with that. HBO's already said we're getting at least three Game of Thrones spin offs. I want one of them to be that. I will continue to carry my HBO Go subscription past yeah. two weeks from now if you're going to tell me that Ghost and Tormund are going to team up for a, in a buddy cop action series. I, I agree. And, and I, I got to tell you, I'm a betting man. So I'm going to tell you this. How about this? To the producers that thought or the director that thought it was too expensive, how about this? I want you to calculate the amount of money exactly that it would have cost for you to make that scene to give Ghost a proper goodbye. Then, I want you to double it, and I want you to go to HBO in your final season where you're basically shitting $100 bills. <laughs> Literally. And go, hey, I needed this much amount to get this Ghost thing. Trust me, it's going to work. HBO will be like, hell yeah, spend all the money you want. Then, you spend what it costs, and you give me the rest. Because that's bullshit. <laughs> There's no way you scene. couldn't get that money. At least give me a damn deleted scene that has... Yeah. <laughs> John just petting Ghost. That's all I want is just John to pet him. Acknowledge him. Don't look at him like he's bad. He saved your ass so many times. So I mean, many that, times. And that's the thing. It's like we've all owned dogs. Like, I don't know about y'all. It's like when I go to work in the morning, I'm like, okay, bye, puppy. Like, I love on my dog even when I know I'm going to be back, in theory, yeah. like within five hours. John but, literally sent his dog off into the fucking wilderness with with a hill person. Don't get me wrong. I love I love Tormund, but, but he is not exactly um, a great picture of stability if you yeah. get that drift. He Agreed. sent him with Drunk Uncle from Saturday Night Live. That's what he did. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. I agree. <laughs> Are you I kidding agree. me? But I will say this. While we're hating on 
pet control and being good pet owners. John's not the only one. Daenerys literally watched Rhaegal try to fly and mm, yeah. was barely able to fly yep. and proceeds to say, oh, we'll still go south. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, Do you see the giant gash in your dragon's wing? Do you see that? Because I see that. <laughs> I just rub some dirt on it. You'll be fine. Yeah, you'll God, be fine. Oh just gosh. ice it up and let's go. Exactly. And then he gets shot down and you're like, oh, what? That's crazy. Yeah. Why did he get shot down? I don't know. Maybe because he had a hole in his wing. <laughs> And well, then in that scene, it's like Daenerys uh, move, or pulls the amazing uh, combat move, go head first, screaming into whatever is going to kill you. <laughs> Agreed. God, like, that was, that was a shocking scene. I think that was a shocking scene just because, I mean, I don't know about y'all, but I did not see that shit coming. I didn't oh, yeah. see this this dragon getting taken out by Euron. So she's had the dead take one. She's had her other enemies take another. So I, I'm curious as to how we're going to have this last dragon not get taken or, you know, would this be it? Will the, will the next dragon, you know, we can, we can, I guess we can talk about that at the end of the episode, but we'll be, I'll be very curious to see how this goes for Drogon. Cause I mean, last okay. of his kind legit. Yeah. Is he though? Is he? We so don't know. There, there's there's some there's some theories that I'm hearing yep. which I just can't fucking understand. I <laughs> what need are they, you. Asexual? I'm I'm yeah. digging the theory. I don't know this theory. I need Kevin. I need you to explain this theory because I've heard multiple people talk about. Well, is there only one dragon? Well, exactly. how the fuck okay. is there more dragons? Help me out. So so season four, Drogon dips out on Daenerys, and he doesn't come back till season six. And here's the thing, though, is that dragons are gender fluid. So boys can have kids and girls can have kids and you don't need to mate. But they can both lay eggs. And so Drogon was gone for four, for two seasons, essentially. Mind you, that's where Ghost was present. Just saying. Um, but <laughs> Still salty. Still salty. I'll be salty for a long time. For a long time. Yeah, I, I, I think we just figured out Kevin's rider die. <laughs> His ghost, Fuck John and yep. Darius. That goddamn wolf was what I want. Yep. I'm only I'm only down with characters that walk on fours. Yes, exactly. So dragons and dogs. and wolves. Yeah. Um, but so Drogon was gone. Yeah, right. <laughs> he was gone for two and like a season, two as two seasons. Um, and so the theory is that when Euron's looking up in the sky, you hear a squeal. Um, kind of like, kind of like a screech, I guess I would say, but it doesn't sound like Drogon's screech. It sounds like a younger dragon screech. And so essentially what everybody's saying is that that scene that Euron's looking up in the sky is actually CGI'd. And instead of one dragon coming out, it's like five or six dragons coming out of the sky, coming at him. Because if you remember back to the preview for Sunday's episode back for during the long night, um, it showed the scene where Masande was on the Brit was on the was on the ramparts, but they edited her out. She wasn't in it because it showed you know Cersei, Euron, the mountain, all of them looking out, and Masande was there, but she was edited out. And so what I'm thinking is that th my friend Johnny pointed me to this friend from work, Johnny. He pointed me towards this. Shout out to Johnny. Yeah, <laughs> I told Johnny I would name drop him on the episode. So Johnny. Yeah, Johnny told me this. Yeah, so back um, off, Johnny. You got what you, yeah. what you promised. <laughs> you got it, Johnny, okay? Yeah, um, Johnny. But evidently, that CGI'd out. That's that's what we think, is that it CGI'd out, and instead of one big Drogon coming, it's like Drogon and like five teenage dragons. 
coming. Adolescent dragons coming. That at would him. be next level. That would yeah, be I I would crazy. lose my shit. Yeah, I would I lose my shit s- as well. I was gonna say like like if 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 I thought that the Aria pop was huge, like like I might just take my clothes off and start running naked <laughs> through through my uh, subdominium. If, if that happens, could you like, imagine like, just hearing the screech the screech? And looking up in of, the sky. Of people seeing me naked? Yeah. No, 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 not that. <laughs> oh, you get money for that. Screech is your <laughs> war cry. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that first one a lot. Yeah. But I digress. I mean, just like uh, looking up and looking the screech and looking up and out of the clouds comes like six dragons. Damn. <laughs> that would be awesome. That, that would be, be okay. So yeah. that makes more sense now that you've explained it because I I didn't read into a lot of those theories. I was going like, wait a minute, multiple draft. This is bullshit. Like I just I kind of wrote it off because it just seemed so ridiculous mm-hmm. uh, when I first heard about it. But okay, that that could make some sense. I could. All right, that's clearly that's good. nothing is out of their realm for ridiculousness because they just you know fucked over Ghost. So it, yeah, I was going to say yeah. <laughs> the only thing outside of their realm is doing CG puppets. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so here's what's going to happen. Next week, six dragons and over the hill, 20 dire wolves led by ghosts. <laughs> okay, yes, yes, oh! give me that. Right back on board. <laughs> yeah, that, it, that's it, my pop. Forgiven. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, at that point, like, I don't even want to see how it ends. Like, like, like perfect ending right there. <laughs> Let's just yes. let that happen. Let and that then Don happen. Brown shows up in the DeLorean and says, Landon, we got to go back to the future. Like, yes! <laughs> it's my that time. Would be it. Exactly. Like, that so, would be it. Holy shit, will... I'm late for school. Sorry. <laughs> I think I've, I will tell you guys my – I will go ahead and tell you my line of the show because it happens early on, and I love it. It's my favorite, and it's uh, – we get the scene you know, with uh, Brienne and Jamie. You know, Jamie, classic, just coming in being like, God, it's hot in here, and he just starts taking <laughs> off clothes. It's like subtle. <laughs> it's like porn but in reverse. It's like the girl <laughs> normally shows up and is like, oh, my gosh, it's so hot in here. i got to take some clothes off. And he's just doing it one-handed. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. So well, to be have, fair, he's used to doing things one-handed at this point. He, he has hey, to be. Now. <laughs> hey, yo. <laughs> so he does all that. They they get to have their boogie-down moment. Uh, we found out in the drinking game, which I enjoyed, that uh, Brienne is a virgin. And so, you know, Jamie's about to uh, break that oath, if you know what I'm saying. Um, hey, now. So what, Talking about sex. What, <laughs> P in the G action. Um, oh, so, baby. It's the hot stuff. <laughs> the best line in the show for my money on this episode is when Tyrion gets to tease him about having to climb for it. <laughs> yes, oh my that god. That was that was so good. That was like, great. I have been waiting for so long to, <laughs> to tell tall people jokes. Are you kidding me? Like I thought that was amazing. 8 seasons of him getting shit on cuz he's short and he finally gets to give his own brother shit about having to have sex with a woman taller than he is. <laughs> well, I mean, like like That's it really great. it really kind of felt like the payoff it's like I'm vaguely aware of this show. It's like uh in How I Met Your Mother, the slap bet. Like yes. like for seasons, like season on season <laughs> on season on season. There was going to be that payoff and it was always hanging over uh Barney, yeah, Yeah. Barney, Barney's character when it was going to come, and then you, boom, yeah, that payoff was great. It's like I don't watch the show, but even that, it's like okay, well done. And a good slap. And I thought this was one of those. Again, it's like we talk about how HBO or Game of Thrones is like so well thought out. I thought that was one of those instances where it was like, yeah, we realize we're about to run out of time, so like let's let's have some fun with it. Yeah, Yeah. I liked it. Agreed. 
Now, I thought that was. I want to talk I about. That was pretty good. <laughs> I want to talk about that scene. Not that scene. Well, Jamie and Brienne. Let's talk Jamie and Brienne because that was weird. this. Yeah, it was weird, but Jamie with the classic like fuckboy move. Yeah, that's that's a great way to put it, and I am so glad you brought this up because there are some people on this podcast that have come around on Jamie, so I hey. am now uh, curious. Where is your god now? Yeah, so Team Jamie over here is still standing strong. I'm still standing strong with Team Jamie. Hey, because... fuckboys got to stand together. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but <laughs> I'm right behind obvious. him in line. <laughs> but <laughs> no, you're actually behind Torment in line. No. <laughs> yeah, it's Jamie Torment me. Sorry, different um, line. Never mind. Torment's not there. <laughs> but like, I don't think Jamie's going back to Cersei. I think Jamie's going because he knows he's the only one that can get close enough to Cersei to kill her. Jamie's going to kill Cersei, and I think that the point was brought up. I, I saw around the internet like, if this is true, why wouldn't he tell Brienne? Well two reasons i think one he wants brienne you know he knows he's not going to come back um and so he doesn't want brienne to like he doesn't want her heart to break i guess because he would be a good guy and he would he would be the guy that she thinks he is going south to kill cersei and would ultimately die two word travels in restaurants like faster than i can text message evidently because especially the like, last couple seasons yeah yeah evidently you know the that they, they get uh flanked they get attacked surprise attacked and dragonstone and west and and winterfell learns about it that night <laughs> like what <laughs> so i did i would think that like jamie wouldn't want word to sneak out like well, we already know how great of a secret sansa can keep um <laughs> and so clearly <laughs> we wouldn't want like he wouldn't want word to sneak out of him going south to kill Cersei. He would rather word sneak out of him going south to side with Cersei. Not to mention, Sansa's such a huge fan of Jamie right now. I doubt she'd keep yeah. that a secret, anyways. Exactly. Yeah, she would let everybody know, and that would complicate things. It would complicate things for for Jamie. And I think the hooded figure in the trailer with the with the Golden Company is 100% Jamie, and he's going into King's Landing to be there next to Cersei and ultimately to kill her. But it was still a fuckboy move. <laughs> it was still yeah, still a fuckboy move, but I think yeah. I think he's trying to basically let let Brienne down and tell her kind of convince her that he's not the man that she thinks he is, so she won't follow him. Although I'm, I'm exactly. I mean Brienne's going to be fighting at King's Landing, right? Like, we're assuming she's going with the army. I mean, she's still well, against the I mean, dead. Why would she, she not? I don't think so. Because, uh, Sansa is, is at Winterfell, yeah. and she swore a, a an oath oh. to Catelyn Stark to protect the Stark girls. That is true. So, I don't know if we're going to see Brienne, because I don't know if we're going to see Sansa in this episode. Like, I... God. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, I, I have no reason to think Sansa is going to be traveling south at least for this episode, because, I mean, she knows uh, shit's about to go down at King's Landing, and she's about as useless on the battlefield as, you know, tits on a boar. Yeah, yeah. pretty Ultimately, much. Ultimately, I think well, a lot I, of well, those okay, characters... Okay, all right, that's, that's, that's a bad analogy, because Robert Baratheon <laughs> might go after said boar, but you know <laughs> what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, I think a lot of those characters in the North, we saw them for the last time, last week. I, I mean, don't like, think you'll see... 
like like like, like Sam. Yeah, Gilly, Sa- Sam Tormund. and Gilly gone. I'm okay the, with that. Like I'm Tormund, okay with that. Tormund's the one that I'm like, we still might see. And and you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if we see Gendry show up, even though he's been given his lordship. You know, go be badass Baratheon uh, and and get kick-ass dukes or whatever but it's like i wouldn't be surprised if we see him show up to fight for the north in this in in this battle but i think that could happen it's like him and Tormund. like like i don't think we've seen the last of them gendry is actually the right player to the throne this is true realistic oh man (laughs) well well then then daenerys is gonna blow any another gasket when she finds (laughs) that out yeah agreed um yeah, there's. I guess yeah, she Brienne is staying in um, in Winterfell at that point. That's probably correct. So yeah, you're you're probably right, Kevin. I think there's there's a few characters that we've we've seen the last of there in Winterfell. Um, but that's probably for the that's okay. That's probably for the best. I mean, we've we've got some of those characters that their arcs are are kind of done or have, are so close to being done that a little wrap up beat on the final episode should suffice. Like they should be fine. Yeah. At that point, or the CGI is not uh, it's not in the budget. I mean, it could I be too expensive, you know. Budget. Yeah, we're yeah, we're never going to see Tormund again because we're going to discover that uh, doing CG for redheaded people is too expensive. <laughs> yeah, Every that's... other color of hair is fine, but Jesus, that red stuff—it's expensive. Why do you think they killed off Egret? Yeah. Uh, oh my God! And then they killed off Melisandre episode yep. before. Oh my I, gosh! Oh my God! Why does Game of Thrones? And hate then Jesus? Marjorie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Marjorie. Yeah, and and Rose mm. before that. A Rose yep, earlier, the yep. uh, the uh, yep. prostitute that Joffrey kills. With Man, the I was only joking, but Game of Thrones really does hate gingers. I think to be fair, Game of Thrones seems to hate a lot of people. It doesn't seem. Yeah, to that's be like... true. <laughs> Game of Thrones just hates. It kills stop. regular people and mythological creatures. I mean, it's just it's not and, really discriminatory. And even regular undead people too. Yeah. Exactly. You know who Game of Thrones really hates though? The viewers. <laughs> Aside from dog owners. How um, dare you? <laughs> uh, Grey Worm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Talk about oh, a tough God. beat for my guy. Poor last dude. week, Last week gets to watch all of his brothers die. And this week gets to watch literally the only girl he loves. The only person that he loves die. Like, yeah, that was damn. Rough. I mean, did we, have any, did we have any kind of illusions about this i mean did you think that masande was gonna make it out of this situation because i sure didn't oh hell no i mean once she yeah. was captured by cersei yeah I mean, she's she just dead. dead though i will say time. it's like i didn't see her getting captured but like it, okay like, i picked up uh, uh this on the sunday night viewing you could hear masande and i the only reason i know this is because i'm deaf and have to turn on the closed captioning and also i can't understand half the accent so true uh and at one point it says masande off screen screams no and i'm like huh that's weird because then immediately it cuts to black and then when everybody's being washed up on shore everybody's well named characters are there except masande so i was like what is going on and then when we see masande it's like oh no yeah, well, yeah. we get the shot of, of Cersei like letting all the people in, basically using using them as Operation Human, human Shield. shield. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Um, she's putting everybody in there, so that way, you know, if there's any if there's anything that Daenerys wants to do, she's gonna have to burn through a lot of innocence. She's to get gonna there. have to kill hundreds of thousands, maybe millions. Whoa! Yeah. I just thought of something. Mm. Okay, <laughs> so Cersei's bringing all these people into the Red Keep, right? Yeah. And Tyrion's whole thing is we want you to take King's Landing without burning all the people. But how did he know that Cersei was going to put all the people in the Red Keep? 
Hmm. Oh, oh. Well, Tyrion's the double agent. Tyrion could be a double agent. double agent. Would that not be the craziest turn if, like, oh, they get that out would there? Be awful. <laughs> because she could have killed him. She could have killed him, and I honestly thought, man, oh, she this might be the end. could have, yeah. This might be the end of Tyrion right here making this move. And that would send. I mean, truly, I think if both Masande and Tyrion had had been killed, there's no question. Mad King, Mad Queen was was right there. Shit! If there. both of them got got in that one instance, she'd have been like, "Fuck the next episode! I'm getting on my dragon. We're ending this series now. <laughs> We're doing this now." Like, that's what I thought. Okay. I mean, so going back to my un non-believability things, that's my word that I just created. I was gonna say um, that is not a word. <laughs> yeah, I just created it along with Thronesyism. Mm -hmm. Thronesian. That's what Thronesian. we do here on Game of Thrones Talk, aka yeah. God Talk. God Talk. Yeah. We make up words. Yeah. Welcome to Kevin's Dictionary. Um, <laughs> and he's not even the one who's drinking bourbon. <laughs> this is my TED Talk. <laughs> Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> so here's two more things with my non-believability. Um, one, there is like, how many boasts did they have? Did Daenerys bring with her? Like at least it was more than one, right? So, are we talking originally or with the no, new no, no. Ironborn fleet with uh, Yara? No, because, I mean like because Yara's going to Dragonstone. Back the the, uh, the Iron the Islands. Islands. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking like going back to Dragonstone. Mm -hmm. Um, this episode, like there wasn't one ship. There was like at least three or four. Uh, yeah, um, a yes. handful easily. Yeah, there's a handful of ships. Good call. A handful of ships. Um, and you're telling me that you're on Greyjoy somehow went through all of those ships and only got Masande. Like, that's it. Didn't find anybody else but Masande. <laughs> like, hmm. Well, to be fair, it does seem like that all of the named characters were on that one lead ship. On the that, same ship. <laughs> yeah, that, that Euron just completely tore apart. So if, yeah. so if Masande was on that ship and she hit the water to try and... Uh, you know, escape. What's not to say Euron or one of his dingbats came and scooped her up out of the water? Yeah, but like my thing was why he he only found Masande. He didn't find Tyrion, Varys, Grey Tyrion Worm. got knocked out. Was underwater. I Tyrion, thought at one point Tyrion was Tyrion gonna drown dead. to death. <laughs> Tyrion yeah, definitely got a Lannister, concussion. <laughs> we get another Lannister fake out drowning, like yes. when yeah. Jamie went down. <laughs> yeah, what is Tyrion's it with, with the Lannisters concussed. in water? <laughs> Are they fire-based Pokemon? <laughs> like. Tyrion is good. Tyrion's going in the concussion protocol. Um, <laughs> he's out next week. CTE. CTE kicked in. He's out next week. Coach Bill Belichick is going to say he didn't know what he's talking about. He's fine. Exactly. He's fine. Put That's him why in. Shut up. Totally exactly. fine. Talking. Give him some more booze. <laughs> yeah. My other thing of non-believability is again not a word. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Kevin's TED talk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> where. We're talking about the person who gathered literally like every named character in King's Landing, put them in the Sept of Baylor, and proceeded to blow up the Sept of Baylor, um, with all of them inside of it. And somehow now she's gonna be honorable and have 150 Unsullied and Daenerys and Tyrion and Grey Worm in front of her and Varys and the last freaking dragon, and not fire crossbows and bow and arrows at them like <laughs> this okay, is Cersei that we're talking about <laughs> that is fair but did they know what she's done at the Sep of Baylor? because oh yeah it's been a hot minute do they because like it's 
been forever since anybody in Team Dragon has been in King's Landing. I mean, they might know that uh, that you know the uh, well. They obviously know that uh, the uh, something happened that Lady Olena was you know forced into uh, in, into being in power. But did they know that that's what went down? Yeah, I, I don't think... know, but I, I gotta assume that they do. I, like I'm we as the viewer know, but it's like, have we ever had like one of these moments where, you know, Sansa says to blah blah blah. Well, have you ever thought that maybe there isn't another, or there is another? Have we yeah, had yeah. that that type of effort? Uh, I mean, Jamie saw it. Yeah, I think Jamie knows. Yeah, and he's, he's okay. The yeah, okay. Yeah, that's that. the connection. That's All right. Yeah, good, good call, call, Kevin. That's why <clears> Kevin's here. Well, I'm go drink talk. bourbon. Yeah. <laughs> But we we get to see you know all these things kind of come around. But man, the the most devious thing I, I thought the the most Game of Thrones conversation was definitely between Tyrion and Varys after you know oh the God. boats are mm. shot up. Is I mean Varys is literally You're laying out like talking about is, treason. This is pure treason. I mean they are really going after. No, this. I'm not talking about it. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Varys is dead. <laughs> yeah, Fine. he's a hundred percent. Though I, I am going curious, for. was it? You no, know, it was last season where Daenerys pretty much called him on his shit and, and made him mm-hmm. promise the next time you think that I am failing as a leader, promise to do it to my face. I'm curious, is he going to do it to his to he her did. face? He did. He did on this he on did. this episode. He said, "You wanted me to look you in the eye and tell you when you were making a mistake. This is a mistake." I mean, he. To be fair to Varys, he did what was asked of him. He has served in his capacity, and he was right. Let it be known that he was right. This is a mistake. You should not do this. But on the other side, Daenerys also said, if you betray me or, you know, try to do treason against me, I will burn you alive. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's that's very true. That's I have a feeling that's what's coming in Varys's very near future. <laughs> it could happen. Same with Tyrion. Could you imagine? Because I feel like Tyrion's going to betray Daenerys, and Daenerys is going to give all of these quote unquote "I want to see the Mad Queen" uh, viewers what they want and roast Tyrion and Varys. Mm, and I would be like, "It could happen." There we go. It could. Are you happen. not entertained? Are you not entertained? <laughs> I think. I think Tyrion makes it out of uh, of the series. I do. You think he really? will? I think all wow. three die. Ah, uh, yeah. I, ooh. I think all three Lannisters die. I mean, I like. I think Jaime's as good as dead. Yeah. I think Cersei is dead. I think Tyrion is going to be the last Lannister standing. If there's one that makes it out, it is him. But I, I could very well see all of them. And, and, and part of the reason I, f- I say that Tyrion is going to survive is just because he's so damn likable. And I have to think that HBO is very well aware Mm-mm. of... Uh, no, shut up. Hold on. I'm, I'm making a point. <laughs> like, HBO is very well aware of the uh, series finale that The Sopranos had that went over, like, a fart in church. Yeah. And HBO is aware of how many eyeballs are on them and Game of Thrones. Like, I think HBO is going to be like, we have to give our viewers something. Yeah, because you ain't giving me ghosts. That's for damn sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, get over it. <laughs> easy, Call easy, the ASPCA. Easy. Jesus. Easy. Sarah E-Dom, McLaughlin y'all. ain't calling up or ain't <laughs> showing up anytime soon. In the yeah. arms. <laughs> no, shut up. We do not have the rights to that song. <laughs> 
I'd like I, I will be damned if I have to pay the ASPCA <laughs> again. <laughs> I think that we're gonna we're gonna get some of those resolutions, but to me, uh, you know, Jamie is. I think Jamie is going back to kill Cersei, or at least mm-hmm. try and kill her. I think that this this presents us with a number of um, a number of scenarios because we have to obviously we got to see Arya trudge off with the Hound from Winterfell and she says that she isn't planning on coming, coming back. back. Which which I mean like I'm so glad you bl- brought that up. First of all, the pairing of Arya and the Hound. Arya is going along with the Hound willingly. Somebody whose name is still on her list. BT dubs. Uh, yeah, that's true. And she willingly is like, yeah, I ain't coming back. So what is Arya gonna do? <laughs> but um, but I but I do think it's like like we're going to be like I I I'm gonna echo what Kevin said. I think Kevin nailed it, and I'm glad he said it when I was like, where is where's your god now with Jamie? It's like I do think Jamie is going <laughs> back to King's Landing to stand next to Cersei because. He sees some parallels because he was the King Slayer. He's the one that struck down the last mad ruler of Westeros. And I think Jamie might have an inkling that that's where this is going again, whether it ends up being Cersei, whether it ends up being Daenerys, I don't know. But I do think Jamie is heading back to King's Landing to die. Bruh, if you if he kills so. Daenerys, I'm off on King Jamie. <laughs> Whoever kills Daenerys is foul play in my book. I don't care who it is. I hope it's John if it is somebody, because I already don't like John as it is. And so that would just be like, oh, fuck you, John. It's going to be your <laughs> no, dead next week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's what I'm thinking. Well, let's 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 put some scenarios on the table, because I think we've pretty much gone over the big things of the episode. I think that there's a number of, of options that are going to come on the table. Give me Clegane Bowl. Give me that. Yeah, I want okay, that in this yeah. episode, damn it. I'm, I'm, do, I'm doing a complete 180 on my original stance. It is now happening. Yeah, it's it's happening. He's oh, going yeah. to King's Landing for that. That is his unfinished business. And I think that you're going to get – you may get a little help from Grey Worm, to be honest with you, because Grey Worm's got a bone to pick with the mountain if that happens. I would like to see Grey Worm take a shot at the mountain. It may be not going so well, and before he gets out of there like the Viper – the hound comes in, saves him, and they start the Clegane Bowl. That's what I think could happen. I see. I see something different. What do you, what do you see, see on that? I see Arya being the spark for Clegane Bowl, and here's my hot take for the episode. Okay, is the mountain actually beats the hound, and the hound dies. Arya then kills the mountain. Because oh, he, because his name's on her list, Ooh, and that's true. he kills her. Or, I see two things. Oh, that'd be crazy. That would be um, crazy. <laughs> I see either Arya killing the mountain, or the mountain killing Arya, and then the hound coming back and killing the and mountain. snapping, because, because we yep. saw in the Battle of Winterfell, like, the hound was completely freaking useless as soon as fire showed up, until he saw Arya in danger. And it's so crazy especially with their relationship. Like that is the spark to steal a uh, phrase that you just threw out, Kevin, that that was the spark that spurred the hound to be literally useful as opposed to the exact asshole he was before that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I think so. But here, here's another scenario. Um, I think that let's, let's flip it around. Let's say that Jamie gets back to Cersei. 
Let's say that he gets back to her in private and he tries to kill her and fails. Let's say that Cersei kills Jamie, and she's the only one that knows that he's back. And then Arya, dressed as Jamie, shows up in King's Landing, and everybody oh, thinks it's Jamie except for Cersei. Fuck. How crazy would that be? That would be awesome, in my opinion, because then you've got this. But how does she get his face? Uh, well, that's the thing. She was observing him when she was at the phrase. You remember a few seasons back when Braun and Jamie mm -hmm. were sitting at the table, and he's like, "You don't even have to look at him, do you?" Well, the girl that Braun is referencing ends up being the girl that feeds Waldor Frey his sons, mm -hmm. and it turns out to be Arya. Oh, so damn. she's already been observing him, and he came up to into to Winterfell. So she's been able to see him all Up over close. the place, plenty of places, and I think it would be crazy if she. I, I still think that Arya dressed as, um, I think Arya dressed as Jamie would kill Cersei. Maybe the Hound sees it and starts to go wild towards Arya. Maybe Arya is killed, and then the Hound takes it, takes over and starts to fight. We may be able to fulfill both of them, but I just think that something's going to happen. Jamie is going to be the linchpin for something. That's going to be really big, whether it's killing Cersei, whether it's being killed by Cersei. He's got a huge role to play, in my opinion, in this next episode or two. I think that that's oh, yeah. how that's going to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he might end up being the kindling that, that sparks the fire that is the series finale. But the fact that we're off into uh, projections at this point tells me we need to bring a wrap to this yep. show. Uh, real quick. My line of the show is Masande's last words. Ooh, yeah. Dracarys. Yes. Which, which, again, like that to me, like, like I feel like that. If Danny wasn't already in Mad Queen mode, that is the thing that is going to kick the boulder down the hill that is going to just get out of control. And before we know it, she's going to be raining fire on innocent people. But we're going to have to figure that out on the next episode of Game of Thrones Talk, a.k.a. Got Talk. Got talk. So let's close it out with a round of plugs. Kevin, where can the lovely listener find you? You can find me at at double O underscore Kevin um, on the Twitterverse. Can you do some spelling on your Twitter? Because I've gotten some <laughs> questions on it. Yeah, I can. Um, D-O-U-B-L-E. That was it. O-H underscore K-E-V-I-N. Um, so it's O as in O-H, like O-snap, not... As in, oh my god, why did it take you that long to answer the question? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. As in, oh my god, There's they really Robin did Loja. ghosts like yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Um, as in, O-H, like the second and third letters of ghosts spelled backwards. Um, wow, oh my god. Yep. I'm, I'm on it. Um, <laughs> and yeah, you are. You can find, you can find me there. Um where I will forever be singing Ghost's praises. And <laughs> you can find me um, on the Mouse Knows Best uh, podcast, releasing every Sunday, uh, where I will try to fit some Game of Thrones into Disney talk, um, which goes over very well. Um, Just do it. And... Screw them. You're, like, like, I, I, I've never seen the people you podcast with, but I have no <laughs> doubt you can kick their ass. <laughs> uh, me and Ghost can, that's for sure. Exactly. Um, or, or, or call me in real life. I ain't afraid to go back to jail. <laughs> back. And, um, yeah, that's about it. Those two places. And, I mean, I'm on Facebook, but I'm not really on there. All right, fantastic question mark? <laughs> yeah, question mark. Well, fanta again, fantastic. I'm glad you're plugging 
platforms that you're not on. Uh, speaking of plugging platforms that you're not on, Hunter, uh, how can the lovely <laughs> listener find you? Yep, I'm most active on Instagram uh, at the Tall Effect, and Effect is spelled with an E, not an A. At the Tall Effect. Um, you can find me there. I'm on Facebook a little bit. I do post whenever the show goes up live. I do uh, send that link out so people can see it. That and posting some music stuff's about all. Otherwise, you're going to have to meet me in the flesh. And his address is... Fu- no, is, I'm not yeah, going to do that. 123, not going to happen. <laughs> <Street>. <laughs> Wait, that's where you live? Me too. The damnedest thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, Twitter.com slash Landaz, L-A-N-D. Uh, O-Z, sorry. I've been drinking bourbon all episode. That's where you can find the latest episode or latest musings from me. 200 characters at a time. This is going really well. I also have a website, buttmunchchips.com. Buttmunch chips sit on your button munch. That's where you can find uh, Game of Thrones talk, a.k.a. God talk. God talk. Uh, you can find old episodes of Nearfall Radio. You can find old episodes of the Buttmunch Chips Variety Pack. You can find old episodes of Game of Thrones talk, a.k.a. God talk. God talk. But guess what? The only new episodes you're going to be able to find in the iTunes stores. So tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemy to subscribe and leave us a review. Remember, five stars or GTFO. So for uh, Kevin Scott, not Kevin Smith, and for Hunter East, not Hunter West, my name is Landon Doan. We thank you for joining us on another episode of Game of Thrones Talk, a.k.a. Got Talk. Got Talk. We've been Got Talk. You've been great. We'll see and you next time. And protect ghosts. Protect yes. ghost. Uh, protect ghost. Protect your neck. Um, uh, represent Wu Tang Clan. Ain't nothing to fuck with. Thank you and good night. Fantastic. Uh, God, and we'd like to thank PETA for their participation in this fucking episode. Kevin, take it away. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we just found a secret sound. (laughs) See, I figure if I put put it after the episode, I'm not going to have to pay right, so it's fine. Yeah, exactly. Go ahead and sing all the copyrighted material you want to. (laughs) Holy shit. We got any Beatles songs we want (laughs) to (laughs) sing? Holy shit. Editor, make note. The preceding was a Butt Munch Chips production. For more episodes and information, please visit buttmunchchips.com. Butt Munch Chips. Sit on your butt. And munch.